this is August 30th, and the Yankees have made a trade. Andrew McCutcheon coming to the Bronx. Let's talk Yanks. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in for this impromptu trade deadline reaction podcast. This episode of Talking Yanks is sponsored by Dave Ferreira. He's our most recent Patreon subscriber. We recorded yesterday, so we did get one overnight. Dave, thank you very much. I hope you're listening. Uh, watch on the YouTube so you get this reaction right away. Maybe even you join live. Benefit from the perks of uh, subscribing to us. You definitely can watch it before it gets posted on the podcast app. You can listen to it before it gets posted on the podcast app because that takes me a little bit to edit. Sometimes I got to go to the bathroom after we record. You sit down and talk for a while. So patreon.com slash talking yanks and you can get all those perks if you want as well. And your name in the hat for a raffle at the end of the month, which we're doing on the third this year. So if, if you're be on the lookout for the August jersey winner, it's 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 being announced on the third. What's up, Jake? How you doing? We're back. That was too much. Should have just made a couple quick jokes. You told me to do the spiel. Yeah, but you had you had to hit it quick. Got to be powerful. I was talking pretty like, quick. Sh- like shout out to Dave Ferrara. This is his episode. Yeah, he he gets basically an episode dedicated to him. I don't know if I'm and saying his last name he, right. He, Never do. He gets to he gets to watch us live right now. So this is just a perk of Patreon. Two bucks. Sign up. Your hair looks decent. You're welcome. No, it's disgusting. You've oh, got, you've got a you've got it at a bad angle. Well, good angle. Well, shades of gray. All right, so we actually don't know what the finalized transaction is. The beat reporters are having, they're in their own little frenzy right now, all like, it's like a semantics battle. Yanks get McCutcheon. Yanks nearing to get McCutcheon. This is all said, all but said and done. Like, they all just do their own wording. It's like, okay, we're getting McCutcheon. Uh, It looks like we're trading one minor leaguer, Apatale, Avellino, over uh, who we can talk about him a little bit. We can mostly talk about McCutcheon. Why, what, who, how, where, what, what, and our reactions. And I told you this before we started, Jake. I, I don't have my reaction flushed out, so it's going to happen. Uh, I'm gonna, we're going we're gonna to grind the wheels together on this pod to get me to where my final thoughts are. A lot of people treat me right away like, what are your thoughts on this? And I'm like, yo, I don't know. i got to figure it out. Sometimes you don't have your thoughts right away. Do you? Do you have a solid reaction? I mean, I I have I have my main ideas, yeah, yeah. I I mean, there's a couple details out there that. How about how about this? I'll let me lay out the shades of gray right now. So it's Abdel Avellino, who's Abdel Avellino. I think he's currently rated as the Yankees' number twenty-three uh, prospect. Oh, oh, question. Stop you right there. Does that mean anything to you? Not really. I mean, those are pretty fluid with a lot of stuff. I mean, uh, the big takeaway. So, what that should mean to someone is that he's he's not a big time prospect at all. Oh, okay. Because I think some people might hear that and think that's good. But twenty, if you're not in the top ten 
I don't I don't regard you that high because every team, there's 30 teams, has top 10 prospects. That's like 300 guys. I know I know our our farm system's better than others, but still, 23 isn't that doesn't impress me. Yeah, and everything everything with that stuff is so fluid cuz baseball they still don't have prospects figured out. So like if Avellino has a good half, he could jump up and be like the 12th best prospect. I know Loizaga. Do you remember where he was to start the year? Loizaga was either like 8 well, he, um or was yeah. it even double yeah, digits? He was in double A. I know that. Um but he's Loizaga, I don't know if you knew that. He jumped up to like our number 3 prospect right now. Well, because he's dabbled. Once you dabble and show you can do it even for a game, it ups your right. shit. And that's that's where baseball scouting so messed up because it's a combination of raw talent with what you're actually doing. And so they saw Luizaga had good arm talent. Johnny Lasagna, our boy, <laughs> shirt's still up there. Uh, they saw he had crazy arm talent, but he'd only shown so much experience in doing it well. So once when he got thrown into the Yankees and he pitched a couple okay games, they're – that flew him up five spots on the top, top prospect list. So it's a crapshoot. I think Avellino's kind of close to being a major leaguer, and I think his worst case is kind of like a backup. I think he plays both middle infield. Um, but here's the most important part. We don't know the second player yet. Um, and if that is someone decent, I think that would only be because – that the Giants would be eating all of the money to keep the Yankees under the cap. Do you do you know how much room the Yankees had by chance? I was doing some turkey math before, but it wasn't pretty. I don't. I thought it was around four before um before the hat move. No, before the Lynn move, I thought it was around four. I'm sure that'll okay. come out soon. I apologize to the listeners that we don't know, but all that stuff is so confusing. Yeah. So so let's get this thing out of the way. I think I'm looking at a website right now. I think the Yankees have three mil left. With the rest of McCutcheon's prorated salary from the Giants, I think he fits. So I'm assuming I'm assuming right now the Yankees are going to be under the cap either way, whether it's giving another okay prospect or not. Um, let's When I say get it out of the way, let's say this. If the Yankees blew not going over the cap for this year, just for a month of Andrew McCutcheon, that's horrendous, which makes me think there's no way they did that. I got to think, like, the, the the going over the cap or getting under the luxury cap has been a plan for three years to be right. under they've for they've been screaming. Season. They've been screaming about getting under the luxury cap. So for a month of Andrew McCutcheon to blow that would be really pathetic. So let's we're going to do the rest of this assuming that's not what's happening. I tried prorating McCutcheon's contract for the rest of the year, and I think they're good. So right now we're assuming it's Avellino is the headliner. Again, our 23rd best prospect. And probably uh, probably just a guy. If it is more than a guy, then it, it was financial reasons. The AAA beat writers, uh, I saw a couple tweets, like really like Avellino. And not to knock the AAA beat writers, I love them. They do like somewhat of a thankless job until they get to the bigs. Right. But no AAA beat writer has ever, ever been like, yeah, he's not going to amount to anything. Or, yeah, that guy's not that great. Because then they're ruining the hopes and dreams of some young kids, and they don't want to do that. So I understand why. But I've never seen a AAA beat writer not be like, they lost a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I 
Do you think do you think minor league beat writers are kind of like minor league players? Like you did really good covering the single A team. You're up to double A. Yeah, dude. Mark Feinstein's dad, John Feinstein, has a whole book about minor league baseball and he followed people around. It was like 2011 and he and like there's chapters on umpires, there's chapters on announcers and there's chapters on uh like the writers and they all want that promotion. It's it's wild. You know, it's funny about it though. What's that? There's like big prospects. Oh yeah, like a like, like a well, like, a, like an announcer, like, like a big announcer. Like there's prospect. there's some guys that skip single A and go to triple A, and they're like, oh shoot, this guy's on the this guy's on the fucking fast track. <laughs> this guy's beat writing his balls off. Crap, is that that guy's better than me? <laughs> All he right. didn't even do double A. Okay, so we got McCutch. The big question is uh, why, and I think I think the why is pretty easy. I think why. Why now is harder. Okay, let me you I'll I'll hand you off the why. Let me do a little McCutcheon rundown for those unfamiliar who, who aren't who aren't as familiar. Okay. Uh two thousand nine, he's twenty two years old. No. Uh he was with the Pittsburgh Pirates organization for a long time. Uh my auntie Ray and Uncle Rick, who follow the Pirates, big big McCutcheon fans. Uh Nice guy, was somewhat one of the faces of baseball for a while because he's kind of this fun-loving guy, big smile. He was a star center fielder. He made five straight all-star teams from 2011 to 2015. Um, Pittsburgh gave him some good money. Their runs of wild card and that stuff kind of punted, so they traded him to San Francisco. Um, and he's he's 30, he's 31 years old, which is a little surprising, but he's definitely... He's aging. He's he's nowhere near what he was in his prime. Technically, so he, he started as a center fielder. This year, he's been playing right field only for the Giants. Last year, he played 139 games in center, but I doubt you'll see him there. I think the the advanced defensive metrics like killed him last year, so I don't think he's ever playing center field again. You could see him in left field, though. I, I could dream that up. And Hicks is second best center fielder in the American League, so no need for him to move. Sec- second best center fielder ever. Ever when he when he when he swings. This is um, the best news. This is the best news about this. Here you go. And I don't I don't mean to be mean, Jake, but sure, you're about to though. But I mean, this is the best news. Mister. Mr. It's a really good song, just to let everyone know. But yeah, Shane's gone. And do you want to role play the meeting that probably takes place? We don't know. You're saying we don't know yet? I think they might drag him out so they keep him on, they can keep him on the 40 man roster and he'll just be ninth inning defensive replacement Shane Robinson. Okay. Well, I mean. He's like the worst outfielder on besides Neil. I I no, they kind of like the way he plays outfield. Well, he's gone from starting games. Yeah, I mean he's gone. He's gone. Okay, so uh, do you? Well, okay, I was you ruined my game. I was gonna do. I was gonna have us gotcha be Boone or Cash and and Shane and role play the meeting when they let him know. Like, sorry. 
I mean, we could still do it. It's just a different twist. Who do you Who do you want to be? I want to be Cashman. Okay, I'll be Shane. So, uh, Shane, thanks thanks for coming in today. We uh, you you probably heard we we got McCutcheon coming in. It's probably probably going to cut into your playing time a little bit. You know, we we respect you as a veteran. So if if you want us to cut you, we'll do it. We're we're that kind of organization. But if you want to stay on and maybe maybe get in at the end of some games as a late inning defensive replacement, you've got a role on this team. Listen, Cash, I know this is hard for you to give the speech just that it is for me to hear it, but I mean honestly, I'm just glad you let me play so many games. I've never had someone have so much faith in me. This was an awesome experiment. Probably tell my grandkids I got to put on the pinstripes, and I can't believe you allowed me to start as many games as you did. My wife thought you were crazy. Wow, oh, Doodle liked it. <laughs> yeah, he he was he was over <laughs> overtook by it. <laughs> How many games did Shane Robinson play in? How many games did Shane Robinson play in? I dude, I'm gonna say twenty. Twenty three. How many did he start? Fourteen. Uh, I don't have the starts in front of me. I have at bats. How how many at bats do you think Shane Robinson had had? So, three to four a game. So that's how we can figure out how many full games he played. Kind of. I can just pull up how many games he started, but he started way no, too many. No, I have them in front of me. Oh. I don't know, man. I mean, why did this he happen so late? That's my fi- biggest question. Fifty fifty played appearances, seven hits, four walks. 156, 224 OBP. Yeah. <laughs> played all th- played all three defensive outfield positions. T- they liked his defense. I think he's going to stick around on the bench. <laughs> he, he started 16 <laughs> games, nine, nine in right field, five in left field, and two in center field. That's a really good semi-pro line when Monix – and uh, Clarence get into a fight for the first time. <laughs> Clarence goes, at least I didn't ride the bench like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Semi-Pro is one of the most underrated Will Ferrell movies. Yeah. That's good. It's really good. Um, We needed Kutch. Guardy's been awful. Judge, we can get into what uh, what this means about Judge. I, my gut instinct was it means bad things, but maybe it doesn't. Clint just played his first game in the minors, uh, but still, you can't trust that he's going to be fine. He's very close oh to a concussion God, again. Dude. If that you just this is the this is the thought Jake just had. If Clint thought he was going to be two games out and then getting starts, and then they traded for Kutch, Clint's life. He's Jerry from uh, Parks and Rec. Gary, Larry. Oh my This season, God. like, just not a thing can go right. He's he- He's healthy. He's blocked. He's not blocked. He's hurt. He's healthy. He's blocked. He's not hurt. He's blocked. Gotta feel bad for him, dude. That's awful. I feel I feel horrible for him. Horrible. Yeah. Guardy's been he bad. Just, he was just on the DL for over a month with an injury that people didn't even really consider injuries <laughs> as of a decade ago. <laughs> not really knowing what's going on the day he comes back and it was like a surprise yeah i was like whoa he's a couple playing. people cool. post on twitter they're like, clint frazier back like yankees twitter got excited today for clint frazier to come back and they traded for mccutcheon oh my god sorry clint but i will say this clint if if guardy doesn't pick it up 
Clint Clint could still get some at bats, but well, that's that's for another time. So, Guardy, I think Guardy and, and McCutch might platoon. Well, well, I, so we this is where we were at that we we missed the judge news. This can't be good judge news. Even even if, I mean, what's what's the best timetable for Judge to come back? Like best case, two weeks at this point. And then he's got like what two weeks of ball before the playoffs. Yeah, three, two. It doesn't look good for Judge, but nothing has looked good for Judge. They went, said he went from a five. They said he went from a five on the pain level to a four. He it's said like, okay, that, dude. Like, thanks for the yeah. update. It's bad news. He still hasn't picked up a bat. Right. It's bad news for Judge, but, which is bad news for the Yankees. But why did it take so long? Now, I'm not just I, – I, that's a genuine question that I know we won't get the answer to. I'm not just here yelling, like, why did it take so long, Cass? Why didn't you pull the trigger earlier? There may be behind-the-scenes stuff that makes it totally make sense why it took this long, that maybe no maybe no one was willing to make a move or blah, 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 blah. The price came down. Or maybe there's nothing that makes sense, and then we we would be mad. But the fact of the matter is we, we're going to have no idea why it took so long, and there are legit reasons and there are non-legit reasons, so I'm not really just going to act like the reasons are not legit. But it feels like it, it feels like it would have been better if this happened earlier because we've been playing Shane Robinson for 20 games. He started 16 games. We've been playing Neil Walker in right field. Voight got out there for a couple innings. Yeah. And Guardy's guardy has been awful lately. I mean, the only ex- so there's a couple possible excuses. There's one which I think they have to say that it was the price or the money. Yeah, because you you can hide behind those. Because Jimmy, the only other reason that makes sense is that they actually thought Judge was only going to be out for three weeks. I think that might have been in earnest. I think they really might have thought that, like a bunch of fools. Because I didn't think that when they announced the judge news. And that's where I, I almost got into Twitter fights today because people people were doing the, I don't think we're seeing judge this year. And it's like, oh, yeah, how, how'd the x-rays look? You know? Where'd, where'd, where'd you go learn about that? <laughs> Pe- like, we don't know. You're guessing. But the, the reason people are being more severe is because it is the wrist. And that was your first thing. When they initially said three weeks, you were like, that's such bullshit. I know. People were like, that's great news. Like, no, it's not. And it's not even true. There's no way he's got a chip fracture. He's got a fracture and it's three weeks. Do you remember? When did he get hurt? When I was in. Do you uh, remember? When I was in the first of three houses I lived in in New Jersey. So I'm going to put that at July 24th. So it's been over a month? That's a complete guess. I could be. Right on the money, or oh, okay. or you got seven <laughs> days each way. Uh, I think like July twenty eighth, yeah, around there. Um, so yeah, it, either way, it's been over a month, and he can't swing a baseball bat. So yeah, I'm looking at an article that says yeah, fractured wrist could have been a lot worse. Well, okay. Uh, remember, uh, Jake Junis, Jake hit him, of course. Yeah, and the, cursed that cursed. It name. does suck that it's it's a hit by pitch that did it, man. There's just something yeah, worse about that. Not that he hit him on purpose, just something freak and shitty about it, that another player had something to do with it. Same with the DD injury. We've, we've gotten off the McCutcheon train. <laughs> okay, far. McCutcheon's going to be a Yankee. A couple of years ago, you couldn't picture him in a uniform with the long dreads and all that, but he did clean up his hair. Clean up's a weird term. I don't really think it was like dirty or anything, but he, he tidied up 
cut up his hair. They so, were serious dreads. What? They were they were like Rasta, like they were pretty far down his back towards the end there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like this isn't a serious thing, but it half is. So I'm at that point. Like, don't come back at me and be like, shut up, but also come back at me and be like, he's kinda right. Swimmers shave all their body. Sprinters shave all their body. So how are you playing center field with like heavy, heavy hair? It's great. I don't know, man. I don't know how Olympic sprinters wear big jewelry. Yeah, it just like you're trying to be the fastest person in the world and you have a chain on and earrings. I mean, do you think that it's rude if a it's coach like a is like, hey, you're the center thing, fielder. Man. Speed's a big part of your game. Like you if you if you lose the five pounds of hair, it'll help you out. Like maybe you should cut it. Is that rude? Kind of. Hair's like confidence and a whole nother thing. Anyways, if I didn't have if I didn't have gray hair, I'd that'd be a lot more confident in myself. See? Yeah, also the height and not out of shape thing. All right. <laughs> Asthma doesn't help. Not a McCutcheon trade talk anymore. I talked about I him. looked at his stats. I looked at his yeah. stats. His his on base percentage in August is three seventy six. So that's nice. His OPS is 798, almost 800. That's good. But the on-base percentage is nice. If uh, if Giancarlo and Andujar are the damage guys now, uh, then get Hicks and McCutcheon around there and go to town. Get some people on base and throw it in. I think that he also has a uh, – everyone talks good about his personality, so he's probably a good clubhouse yeah. guy. Oh, he's, he's going to be very – very cool for the next month or so. CC has said that uh, GMs and have come up to him before before trades and said, "How we're li- thinking about getting this guy? How do you think he'd fit in the clubhouse?" And and if they did ask that, I feel like everyone would be like, "Yeah, that's fine. Bring him on." I think McCutcheon McCutcheon is going to be a guy who's around baseball forever. He's like big smile, great personality. Whether it's like players union or if he wants to manage or something, but he's. Are on TV. He's he. You're going to see him forever. Who's he's, who's his best friend as soon he, as he walks in the clubhouse? I got three options that CC, instantly popped dude. into my head. CC. Yeah, he's one of them. Because I think he's everyone. Right. Who 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 else do you think? I have two others. Oh, I'm done guessing. I already know the right. Answer, I think but let's hear Didi. your wrong ones. Sure. See, I can see them getting along. Two oh, really big people smiley being people. Friendly with Didi. What? Oh, just people being friendly with Didi? That's a shock. That's what I'm saying. That's a shock. Jake. But I think Didi's at the point where he's the super friendly guy that it's tough to be like Didi's guy. Like he's got, Didi's got a whole he's thing He's got so going. many guys. He's got Toe. He's yeah. got Glaber. He's an infield guy. Yeah. So then maybe Hicks is his best friend. Maybe talking center field shot, but I don't think so. Because I think right now Hicks is probably better than McCutcheon, but I think McCutcheon still looks at Hicks and be like, yo, bro, you're not even, you're not in my league, dude. <laughs> on the, so on the year McCutcheon has a 255 batting average, 357 OBP on the year. That's pretty good. And 772 OPS. So it's not, a, it's not the, the on-base percentage is good. That's like we're, we need him to come over and pass the baton. Like what Todd did last year. Just come over yeah. and just like keep it moving because we got guys playing right now. Like Shane Robinson. And it's not nothing against Shane. Like all the fucking credit in the world to that little middle schooler for doing what he's been doing and grinding it out for 10 years. 
uh, people keep shit talking Shane and like, yeah, I'm ripping on him, but hey, dude, do you. But it's bad that Cash is playing you. It's not bad. I'm not mad at you for getting playing time. I'm mad that Cash is playing you. Yeah, and there's there's two the two most important things with the lineup in in my humble opinion nowadays is the depth and your switchability. That's why I've been preaching about the Cleveland Indians because Lindor and Ramirez can both switch hit, and then you guys ha- you have guys from Brantley from the left and Carnacion from the right. That just makes it where baseball is at nowadays, where you're bringing in a righty to get out the righty, a lefties to get out the lefties, and you can wear on a starting pitcher. I think that's huge. And what's our the end of our lineup lately has been brutal. I mean, you're looking at Higashioka, Toe, and Robinson some games. Like, that's, let's be honest, that's not a good AAA lineup. Um, so now with Gary coming back and adding McCutcheon, you just kind of went from three automatic outs to guys that are threats and guys that are going to put at-bats together and put runners on base and drive people in. Um, and, man, my big thing, I I remember when we were doing trade deadline stuff, we said, you know, we were talking about the pitchers. We obviously need pitchers. My wild card, and I've, I've got the tweet evidence, was McCutcheon because it's what else are you – we were looking for kind of veteran help – and someone like McCutcheon is great because five-time All-Star, four-time Silver Slugger, he won the MVP one year. So if this guy catches that New York spark, I mean, he could he could be a stud. He could, <laughs> I mean, dude, we got we got Andujar and Glaber near the three-four-five hole. <laughs> McCutcheon with a hot week could be batting there. So that's there is a high reward possibility. I. Uh... I just got a tweet, and we're fools. Disco Neal okay. and McCutch were teammates for a while. Ooh. So that's his best friend. That's his familiar face. That's his familiar face. That doesn't mean he's best friend. Holy shit. Gardner just lost his spot, maybe, and his best friend, maybe, because Gardner and Neal been yucking it up, like hugging like they're in love. Yeah. And Guardy's been like fake best friends with Shane Robinson, just because. No, that's 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 when I was like ten years old. This Out of kid, necessity Chris, to Shane, this kid Chris Iema, he used to follow me around, and like I would buy a hat, and then he'd buy the same exact hat, and I'd get so pissed. My mom would be like, "Uh, what's that? Is the most form sincere form of flattery? Flatter, flatter? I'm botching the saying. Flat flattery. Yeah, like uh." No. It's parrot. What's what's that saying? Is it's it's when you when someone copies you, it's the most sincere form of flattery. Flattery. Are we just yeah, flattering a word. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. Whatever. Well, that's what that's what Shane was to Gardner. Gardner didn't like Shane. He was like, "Dude, please stop trying to do everything I'm doing and, and let me be." I think I've got it pegged. That Shane obviously needed Brett Gardner to be his friend. <laughs> <laughs> Imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. There's the saying. Brett Brett Gardner obviously knew for Shane Robinson's sake he had to show some face. So he'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, we're friends. Then he'd turn to the other guys and be like, yo, you guys know I'm not friends with Shane Robinson, right? <laughs> yeah. But, but I think there's a little caveat 
that Brett Gardner kind of was digging his thing. He's like, yeah, I guess he's kind of, he's small, bald. <laughs> he's, you know, he's having some tough times. Yeah, I kind of like this guy. <laughs> We've gotten away from the trade talk a lot of times Yes, here. Yeah. I like it. I, 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 think, I work I think, through it, I like it. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, look, look at our young infielders right now. I mean, in the nicest way, someone like, Abidal Avellino isn't going to get a lot of playing time with the Yankees. And that's not saying he's not going to be good, but he's not that kind of prospect that if the Yankees are in a playoff race, you can just roll with him at shortstop. So, I don't know. He's he's probably going to get an opportunity. He's in double A. He's in triple A right now? Yeah, he's in triple A. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not worried about losing Abidal Avellino. <laughs> um. Yeah, and you're you're gonna have a chance to have McCutcheon really spark the team. Uh, if he doesn't, it is what it is. Oh, I guess there is. There's been one lingering thing that we we usually mention at the end of trades, which I thought was shameless, but I mean it's an honest thing. Um, hey, he's uh three sixty three OBP versus lefties, so. 272, five home runs. His his numbers are 812 OPS against lefties. So for potential Red Sox series, if it does turn into a platoon with Guardy, um, I, I guess the only thing we're missing, Jim, is kind of the future, the month of September, if Judge were to come back, if Clint does get healthy, kind of how the playing time thing works out. Like, do you think you see Clint Frazier in left and McCutcheon in right? thinking i'm thinking my brain my brain was completely out on clint making a comeback this season until he started a game this morning so like say say no no i think giancarlo is gonna play right field once his hamstring's good to open up the dh for neil or anduhar or this or this puts neil at first and voight at DH, it could. You got- I. You think they want to try McCutcheon in left? You think it's more likely we see McCutcheon in left field than right field? Question mark. Um, what's he been playing? Right field. Giancarlo got pretty used to left field, but Gardner plays we haven't, such a good left field it. at the stadium. When's the last time we've seen Giancarlo play left field? That was a regular thing for a little bit. And I feel like we, if I had to guess, I'd say we haven't seen that since end of May. Okay, let me let me pull it up. Sure. Yeah, it was. We were like, oh, shit, he's getting good out there. They can trust him out there. Game log as a left fielder, do, 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 July 25th. Nailed it, May. Yeah, so you're dumb as shit. One, two, but three. Were there, was he playing regularly in that time? Yeah, every three or four days, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just I just remember almost every podcast I'd be like, guys, this is low key big that Giancarlo's been playing a really good left field. Um, I don't know, is he fully healthy? Have they announced that? Stanton. Yeah, he's been playing lately and and doing decent. So I think they're still easing him in, but I don't know. All right, uh, I think that about covers it. I think my only problem with this trade, if there is a problem, is why didn't it happen earlier? I don't yeah. mind what we gave up, and I like what we're getting, 
It's just like, okay, guys, why didn't we do this two weeks ago? And they may have a legitimate excuse, but that's Which my the press, big question. The press is going to ask them that, right? I hope so. They kind of like go a little easy sometimes. I don't know. Need, we I need Michael K to go you down have there. To ask that. Do you not believe in hot? Oh my god. The, the, <laughs> I think about that sometimes, and that's pretty hilarious. <laughs> that Michael K like went down there and asked a question <laughs> that the beat yes. reporters wouldn't ask. I, I, yo, I actually like it. I like it from both sides. I love K doing that, and I'm, I imagine sitting in Aaron Boone's seat and just being like, "Come on, K, you motherfucker, <laughs> we're, we're doing this. Don't huh? you have a broadcast to get ready for? Yeah. <laughs> Let's buckle up. Let's do it. Um, so yeah, that's the McCutcheon train. Um, should be good. It, it will be interesting if Clint Frazier does get on a path and Brett Gardner doesn't pick it up. I'll say that. I don't know. This, I mean, we're a Yankees podcast, <laughs> but Andrew McCutcheon is, he's a great personality. He's a good player. It would be the best hitting ballpark he's ever played in. I mean, there's a chance he could, he could be a real spark, which would be cool. Yeah. All right. That ends the, the podcast episode. If you're watching live, uh, there's uh, a good amount of you for us uh stick around we're gonna do a little q a and hang out and have some fun but for everyone listening on the podcast app your time's done become a become a patreon subscriber and watch live if you want to join in for after show talks which we've been doing for like a month now maybe but we're now gonna try and interact see ya see you later go yanks go mccutcheon new yankee Oh shit, I should call my grandma and let her know. All right, go Yanks. Tell uh, tell him, Grandma. Go Yankees. <laughs>